this is the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast where you can find out about the best books from the people who write them. My name is Bex and this week you're going to hear from Jack Ryder about his brilliant new book. We've got a reading from Jen Carney and we have a little reminder of what happened when we quizzed Elle McNichol about her author preferences. Plus, I've got a few more tricks at my sleeve as well. But first up, let's get straight to it and find out what happened when I chatted to Jack Ryder this week. So I am joined right now by the actor and author Jack Ryder. Hey Jack, how are you doing? I'm very well, how are you? I am really good, thank you. I have just this very morning finished your second book and I really, really enjoyed it. It's the second book in your uh, Jack series, is that right? Yeah, it's kind of being called that now, the Jack series. Yes, it's uh, yes, the second part um, of the series and uh, yeah, it, it came out uh, a week ago. Yeah, very exciting. I should probably give it the full title. It's the Jack's Secret Summer Series. And this one is called uh, Jack's <laughs> Secret World. Um, and it kind of delves straight into into a Jack and his friends, right? Yes, absolutely. It, um, it sort of, basically, both books were written as one uh, entire book when I first wrote it. Um, so, yeah, we spent a lot of time, me and Hachette, working out how we were going to sort of split the book into two parts. Um, and yeah, obviously, through the collaborative process, it sort of took some turns and here and there. And um, it, yeah, it ended up being two books. And yeah, this is the second part. And it's it starts off uh, straight after the cliffhanger at the end of book one, which everyone was sort of screaming about after they read the first book. Of, You're kidding me. Is that the end? I didn't even realise that was the end of the book. Are you joking? And um, so, yeah, they had to wait nearly a whole year for uh, for the next one to come out, bless them. But it's, but it's out now. So that's wonderful. Yeah. So the second book picks up. Uh, you've got Jack. He's had this uh, kind of adventure. He's found this girl called Blossom and it kicks off straight away with her carrying on like this looking for her dad. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, her dad's missing and um, the boys, uh, Jack, Bruno and Rocco, find her in this old empty house and they discover that the house is sort of full of magical secrets and all this strange stuff going on. And they discover this door behind this wall of ivy. And so, yeah, the beginning of Jack's Secret World, they go into this into this new world um, and discover singing bees and, and, and woods and butterflies and all these all these colourful things. And uh, yeah, they go in search for Blossom's father. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much more. I, I don't want to reveal. This is the problem, isn't it? I don't it want is. to do spoilers here. There's many mystery boxes in these books, so it's very difficult to talk about them because there's lots of lots of mystery boxes to open. Yeah. Exactly that. I don't want to give away too much. Although we, we find out straight away, uh, Jack's pretty savvy, right? He knows the deal. And um, he he's a really good character to have there because he explains everything to you. And also he's he's pretty clever. He knows what's going on pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it takes him in the first book. It takes him a while to figure it out. I think it. I think the, the sort of moment, um, which we're obviously not labeling right now, what happens in book one, but the moment he finds that out, it takes him some time. But I think that he ga- gathers that kind of momentum and that confidence through the first book. And I think, yeah, in the second, he's certainly a lot more on the front foot and sort of figuring things out for himself a lot more, definitely. And you also get to write about a very fun big breakout as well. That's quite exciting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was that was the kind of one of the original ideas for the whole series really was I remember going to a few zoos and things. Actually, it was a trip to Bordeaux I had. I went to a market in Bordeaux, this is in France, and uh and there was a market stall and there was just loads of birds in cages 
And it was really kind of like back in the Stone Age vibe. It was kind of like, you know, they were shoving these birds into these boxes and people were buying these live birds. And I really felt for these birds being sort of caged up and, and just given and, you know, shoved into cardboard boxes and the boxes were closed on top of their heads and they were just given over to these people who were going to probably boil them that night. And, um, and, I, and it was breaking my heart. And I just, the kid inside of me thought, I'd really love to run over to that stall and kick every box open and free them all. And, uh, and that was the seed of the idea of, you know, some kids sort of going into a zoo and, and freeing all the creatures. That was this sort of, uh, that was the impetus for all that. I love it. Yeah, this is part of the, in the book, you've got Jack and his pals and they try and orchestrate a big zoo breakout. And it is quite exciting to see. And also, by the way, the illustrations are amazing. Yeah, Alice McKinley is just incredible. She's such a gifted illustrator and artist. And um, yeah, she came on board very early on. And, and, and as you can imagine, I was sent through emails and, and, and even hard copies through the post of some of the work she was doing and sketches and ideas. And it just blew me away. And what I loved so much about it is that, you know, obviously I've got my my sort of imaginative brain working and, and doing my writing. But what's so lovely is when another energy comes on board, another vision comes on board, and sometimes they can present something to you that beyond your wildest dreams, you know, you sort of go, oh, my God, I thought it was this, but actually this is even better. And Alice did that time and time again with just, just bringing through her drawings. And, uh, yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with Alice's work, and uh, she's wonderful. Because I think the combination of the illustrations and and your story, it feels kind of... Um, in a blight and like famous five going on an adventure type type vibe was that kind of what you were aiming for no it wasn't what we were aiming for um but obviously Hachette you know they look after the in a blight and the state and they've got all her books and uh so yeah there's some continuity there for them I think in terms of the, the tradition of their company but that wasn't what I was shooting for for me this story and all of the uh all the all of the little threads and all of the ideas came from my own kind of childhood and my own upbringing and the and the sort of the experiences I had growing up. So it really came from sort of first hand experience. A lot of it for me. It's such a big, fun, magical book. I'm also, by the way, very impressed that you'd written enough for one book, and they were like, "Let's split it into two because then you've got like you know you've got double the books for the one bit of work." <laughs> well, you say one bit of work, but uh, it's that <laughs> thing where you know once the uh, once they had accepted uh, the, the the book as a whole and, and decided to split it into two, then a lot of work went into the structuring of all of that, and there was a lot of rewriting and there was a lot of restructuring. So, but that was exciting, and that was a really wonderful process to go through because it taught me a lot about writing. And a lot about the children's book world um so yeah it was a good experience to have quite early on did you always want to be a children's book writer was there something in the back of your mind that was like yeah i'd quite like to do this um it's interesting i, I always refer to um watching an uh, an interview it wasn't an interview actually it was a, it was a speech steven spielberg was giving to a load of graduates and he there was this moment where he said to them um make sure you always listen to the whispers and um and i remember hearing that and thinking oh i wonder what what the whispers are for me and I believe that um, writing children's literature, writing children's books was uh, was the whisper in my ear over the years, working in theatre, directing theatre, writing short films and acting and all these things. I think the whisper in my ear was always leading to that place of uh, writing my own children's books, which is where I've got to now. Oh, I must remember that advice. That is uh, interesting advice. Listen to the whispers. Listen to um, the whispers, yeah. And have you or anybody else ever confused you for Jack in the book? Has somebody ever referred to the character in the book and you think they're talking about you? Is it confusing? Um, not really. No, it's, 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 (laughs) it's a funny one. I mean, obviously with, with, with COVID and lockdown and everything, you know, we haven't been spending a lot of time 
outdoors with people mm-hmm. so you know it, it, it's it's been a it's been an odd time to sort of release release a book in, in, in this time in the world but um no there was a woman there was a woman the other day actually who who heard my name and, and referred to the books and was saying is that you and all this sort of stuff so yeah i guess it was that will start to happen i would imagine brilliant stuff thank you so much to jack Ryder. he was so much fun to talk to and i don't think i've ever interviewed an ex-eastenders actor before so another tick from the list for me uh, next up we have been checking out the week juniors summer of reading challenge now this is where they give you 50 books as a, a kind of guide i guess possible books for you to read over the summer they want you to read just three of them they could be the books from the list or they could be books from somewhere else give them a three-star review and then review them in three words then if you get in touch with the week junior magazine head to their website you could win a bunch of stuff now one of the authors they have on their list is the brilliant Elle McNichol who I spoke to last year about her book A Kind of Spark and these are her answers to my author questions so I am back now with Elle McNichol author of A Kind of Spark so Elle we do something on Fun Kids where uh, I do a little quick fire round of questions with authors if that's okay to do with you a hundred percent. Look, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, so no pressure. Don't worry about it. Um, first <laughs> question is just books or Kindles? Books. Yeah, every time. Yeah. Uh, heroes or villains? Uh, vi- villains. Villains. Film adaptation or TV adaptation? Oh, film adaptation. Okay. Writing or reading? Oh, that's hideous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, writing. Oh. That was tough, I could tell. <laughs> Edinburgh or London? Oh, that, that's not a normal question. That's, oh, um, oh, oh, gosh. Uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh, okay. Hogwarts or Narnia? Narnia. Laptop or write by hand? Laptop, I have terrible handwriting. <laughs> Bookshop visit or school tour? Which one would you prefer to promote? <laughs> I'm currently not allowed to do either, but um, uh, bookshop, I think. I just, I can't wait for them to be open again. Do you write nine to five or do you write whenever you fancy? Uh, at three in the morning, so whenever I fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear. And finally, the last one, the big one, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Oh, salt and vinegar. Yes! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yes! Well, um... Well, first of all, you win brownie points for um, saying salt and vinegar. Um, you, you could have said anything and I'd have been fine, but that's the main answer. Um, secondly, uh, you actually did abide by the rules of quickfire. So many authors don't, uh, don't do that for me. So that was great. <laughs> so there are lots of new books coming out at the moment. Tom McLaughlin, who you might know, from the Accidental Prime Minister and Accidental President series, has a brand new book out called Goodfellows, all about a kid who goes on holiday and accidentally gets wound up in a jewel heist and a bank robbery. It looks like such a fun book. All of Tom's books are really cool and have brilliant illustrations, so check it out. There's also going to be a new uh, book from the Lemony Snicket author. It's going to be called Poison for Breakfast. And... There's also a second book in Jen Carney's Accidental Diary of Bug series. It's called Basically Famous. I got sent it in the post this week and I can't wait to read it. So I thought we would travel back in time to when Jen was here telling us about her first book. And this is a reading from it. 
So I'm going to read um, a short chapter from my book and it's a chapter that falls not far into the book and um, I thought this would be really good for fun kids because I, I and my children listen to fun kids when we're in the car and this chapter has a little game that you can play when you're in the car with your own family. It's quite fun. It's called Friday equals fun day. Layla and I love Fridays. It's Mrs. Patterson's afternoon for putting her feet up in the staff room drinking coffee. So class five has our favourite ever teacher, Mrs. Charvain, instead. Mrs. Charvain is awesome. She lets us sit wherever we want and she often dishes out tiny chocolates for trying hard. She wears millions of rings, even on her thumbs, and always smells of fruit. Also, her eyes can change colour. One day they'll be green and the next they'll be blue. Pretty cool, hey? Today she wore eight rings, her eyes were green and she smelled of lemons. Mrs. Charvain, who's almost as good as mum at making up fabulous games that don't need any equipment, always lets us play a game towards the end of the day. She calls it golden time. I call it yippee, only half an hour till the weekend. Today's game was called The Story of Olga. Basically, Mrs. Charvain said a random statement about a woman called Olga, and we took turns saying sentences about her, starting unluckily or luckily. It was supposed to remind us what her frontal lobe is or something. It went like this. Mrs. Charvain. One night, Olga went out in her car to go to a music festival. Coral. Unluckily, halfway there, she ran out of petrol. Farida. Luckily, a fabulous petrol station was nearby. Daisy. Unluckily, the petrol station was closed. Me. Luckily, Mrs Diesel, the owner of the petrol station, arrived to open up at that exact moment. Layla. Unluckily, Mrs Diesel hadn't brought the keys to open the front door because she was pregnant, which made her terribly forgetful. Janie. Luckily, Olga was a burglar in her spare time, so she helped Mrs Diesel pick the lock with a long wire they found on the floor. Elliot. Unluckily, Olga then realised she'd forgotten her purse, so they couldn't pay for any petrol. Dale. Luckily, she found a £10 note in her bra. You get the idea. It was funny, until Patrick North kept saying, unluckily then Olga died. Every time it got back round to him, and Mrs Charvain wouldn't let us have people rising from the dead. When I came out of school, Mum was in the yard, chatting with someone I didn't recognise, but who looked super stylish, in long black boots, and with her hair clipped fancily on top of her head. I wondered if a movie star was coming for tea. No such luck. It turned out to be Mrs McVeigh, Janie's mum, and arrangements were being made for Janie to come to our house tomorrow. I'd better lock up all my valuables. That's pretty much it from Bookworms this week. But before I go, remember, we are doing a live show at the Underbelly Festival at the end of August. Over the bank holiday, you can come see me and a bunch of authors chatting in real life. If you want to grab a ticket, head to funkidslive.com or go to the Underbelly Festival website. Get involved and come and say hello. That's pretty much it from me for this week, but I will speak to you soon. In the meantime, have a great time, read a book, and remember, if you've enjoyed this podcast, go rate, review, and follow it wherever it is you're listening.
拜。